following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Everybody and welcome to a brand new episode of the Two Point Conversation Football Talk for fans by fans. We're right here on the network at bicbp-radio.com. My name is Matt Johnson, one of your hosts, and alongside with me, as per usual, uh, our last regular season uh, weekend recap. Mr. David Brick, David, buddy, how are you? I'm good. Uh, I'm waiting to see if the Bills can uh, beat the great Jets today. <laughs> um, but other than that, I'm feeling pretty good. How about you, buddy? Uh, I, I'm I'm okay. I'm okay for now. Uh, for now, <laughs> for now, until we get to the Colts. Uh, you know what? Honestly, I, I'm I'm glad it's over with. I'm kind of glad it's over with. Yeah, because it proves my it proves me right in a way. And I know I say a lot of negative stuff sometimes. It's hard to be like I don't feel like that's you, fair. You're right, but. A lot of criticisms that I had, it proves me right. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I don't think it's fair to say it's negative. I think it's it's critical. And we've had that conversation before. It's okay to be critical of your team. Right. No, I mean, we 100% have. You know, as a Bills fan, they, the two times they played New England, the first time the co- they got outcoached, outclassed, and they deserved criticism. And right. then they go and play them again, and they outcoached the Patriots, and they deserve the praise. It's okay to be critical of your team. Yeah. You know, that's just part of football. 100%. So, suck it. <laughs> Everyone that's giving you shit, suck it. Dang. Oh, nice catch. Yeah, that was a nice catch. Sorry, I was watching the Bills and Jets game. Had to put it on for David to get here on time. Um, <laughs> and I was on time. You were on time. You were perfect. Well, you were a little early, actually. Like four minutes. Speaking. And I'm not early. It's in my genes. <laughs> no one in my family's ever been early to anything. So. Oh, yeah. That's a good catch. Um. All right, so let's go through it, everybody. It is Week 18, the final regular season game of the uh, you know of the year. Playoffs start next week, and our format is actually going to change next week for this show. So I will probably just do a solo weekend recap. That's probably what's going to be going on. David's going to be um, David's going to be busy going forward. He's going to rejoin us eventually on our trivia game nights and, and some other things. But uh, in some of our game shows, maybe hop on another episode or two. But um, but can't yes, get rid of me. Can't good. I don't want to. <laughs> can't get I, rid of me. You were one of my favorite. I mean, I only had a few editions this year, but it, I loved all of them. But it was really fun that we got to connect the way that we did. I know. I feel like I'm actually hanging out with someone who's very identical to me in the way <laughs> I act and love sports. And 
I don't know. Just the fact that you love Peyton Manning, that was our big, that was my big connection. Oh, for sure. When I walked in here and just saw Manning, 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 literally, there's like nine Manning jerseys <laughs> on the wall. I was like, I'm home. I'm in heaven. This is where I belong. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It's, uh, so the first time you and I met, you were, we were talking about being Peyton Manning fans and stuff from mm-hmm. like, you were like, I got this and this and my bro, I got four. I was like <laughs> bragging to you like I was some kind of dickhead <laughs> and it still haunts me. So I was like, oh, I guess the only way I can make up for it is to let him be a co-host on the show. Yeah. So, <laughs> still um, haunts, you know, honestly, I was like, damn, you're cool. Like, I really, <laughs> really? Was. Okay. Yes. Well, that makes me feel a little bit better. Not entirely. Everyone's it, like a Tom Brady stan, and I've always been like a big, uh, Peyton Manning's better, so right. it was nice to just meet someone who appreciates that man as much as I do. I gotcha. I gotcha. I, I catch your drift. Right. Well, um, yeah, we have a ton to talk about. It has a, been an exciting week, uh, no doubt here in the world of professional football. It's been a, uh, yeah, it's been up and down. It's been hectic. This week's been crazy. It lasts like two weeks in the NFL. Last two weeks in a while. I mean, as we expected, as we kind of, we really hoped it to be. Right. Um, yeah, it's been, uh, oh, dang. Oh, we picked that up. You did. I, I love the, anyone listening, they're probably like, what? I know. What, what is going on right now? <laughs> we're, we're professionals. We're, we're watching this Bills game in the fourth quarter, so if you hear me just randomly scream, the Bills probably did something good or bad. <laughs> I don't know. Probably. Yeah. Yes. We shall see. But um, but yeah, let's get into it, everybody. We got our sa- let's start off with Saturday. All right, the Chiefs and the Broncos. The uh, the Chiefs improved to twelve and five with a twenty eight to twenty four uh, victory over the Broncos. Broncos actually led most of the way. They should have won that game. They got yeah, they- very very lucky to lose. Yeah. <laughs> Like an 80-something yard fumble return for a touchdown that wins it for the Chiefs. It sucked. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, I don't think anybody wanted them to get that two seed. No. Yeah, um, I think that, yeah, with that win, they could have jumped Tennessee and be the one seed if, if Tennessee, Tennessee lost, lost today. Yeah. But um, that was not to be the case. But yeah, Chiefs came out, uh, Denver came out swinging. Dude, Drew Locke looked pretty, like, mobile. I know. Was, I never it was saw weird. that side. Like, I, I thought he was a pocket passer. Like th- yeah, I never seen him take off and run that much, but I was, you know, I've been very disappointed with him this year. Mm-hmm. Last year even, I was like, wow, this kid could be something. And then, Same. Oh, Last so year was very like underwhelming, not really like I don't know, he didn't really do much. No. And they have like they have like pieces, but it's just they just can't put two and two together, and that's been their biggest issue over the I'm last telling you, man, years. Aaron Rodgers. If he leaves, we're yeah. a what better place? That that receiving core with Rodgers? Probably. Possibly. Just, that's, that's just my, my bet. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure what to believe anymore when it comes to Aaron Rodgers. Honestly, I, really I agree. That dude's a mystery box, man. <laughs> and I love it. Uh, yeah, this game, this loss, after this loss, uh, the Broncos did fire head coach Vic Fangio. He is out after three seasons. Just could not get the, uh, could not really improve. Could not take big steps. And, you know, He deserved it after that field goal attempt. Yeah. Did you did you watch the end bits of the and game? pieces? So like I don't work at six this morning, so I was super tired. So like at at the end of the game, they were down seven, and with like four minutes and seconds, some seconds left, or five minutes, something around there, and he kicks a field goal, and then they don't get the ball back, and they lose. <laughs> it's just like that's a fireable effect. You need seven to tie. You're. I don't remember exactly where they were, but they're close enough to hit a field goal. So right. It's like why? Why not go for it and then try to get a stand? And, you know, I, I just hate I hate that conservativeness in football. 
it's it's like I, I just to be you just need to be more aggressive. And after everyone on Twitter was like fire Vic Fangio, fire, and then like and it happened literally with like within twenty four yeah, hours. It was this morning. It was very early this morning. Yeah. It was like seven o'clock this morning. They're like mm-hmm. yeah, you're gone. Yep, which was like five o'clock their time, I think. Um, look at Alan go. Oh my God! Look at this Sweet man. Jesus. Um. So yeah, so that is it. The end of Vic Fangio. Casey moves on. They are the number two seed right now in the AFC. They are locked in. They cannot be. Uh, they cannot be jumped by any team. So here's your scoring drives for this game. All right, first quarter. Patrick Mahomes opens up with a three-yard touchdown pass to Travis Kelsey, and then uh, he had to go up seven nothing. And then the Broncos tied up. Drew Lock scrambles up the middle for five-yard touchdown rush, tied at seven. Second quarter. Drew Lock. Uh, runs up the middle for 23 yards for a touchdown. Go up 14 to seven, and uh, not too long before halftime, the Chiefs kick a field goal. Harrison Bucker, 34 yards. Third quarter, Mahomes uh, hits Jarek McKinnon for a uh, 14-yard touchdown strike to take the lead, 17 to 14. Then the Broncos scored Melvin Gordon a beautiful 47-yard touchdown run, 21-17 lead there. And then Butker brings it 20 to 21 with a 51-yard field goal. Uh, fourth quarter, all right, a fumble touchdown for the uh, for the excuse me for the Chiefs puts them up uh, t- 28. They must have went for two, right? Uh, yeah, they yes, did. they, they, they did. did. Um, Bolton, Bolton, 86 yards for the touchdown, and then uh, Mahomes rushes off the right guard for a uh, two-point conversion. And then a final point of the game, a Brandon McManus 31-yard field goal is good. Yes, 28-24. to 24. Uh, What do we got on the stats for the day? Your <clears throat> stats leaders for the Chiefs, Patty Mahomes, 27-44, uh, 270 yards and two touchdowns. He's also your rushing leader on the day with nine carries and 54 yards. Um, and then receiving, you got McCole Hardman, six, or eight receptions for 103 yards. Um, for the Broncos, your passing leader is Drew Locke, 12 of 24, 162 yards. Your rushing yards leader is Melvin Gordon, 12 carries, 110 yards, and a touchdown. He had a great day. Um, and then receiving-wise for the Broncos, you have Tim Patrick, six receptions for 95 yards. And that is your stats leaders for that game. All right. Very good. Yep, once again, Chiefs knock off the Broncos 28-24. Broncos finish 7-10, and Chiefs 12-5. and Next up, Cowboys in the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Cowboys beating uh, uh, beating the Eagles fifty-one to twenty-six to improve to twelve and five on the season. Eagles fall to nine and eight. They are still in the postseason, though. They said a lot of their starters, Jalen Hurts, um, was out, and I think a few other pieces. Um, and yeah, Dallas pretty much had their way with them, much like they had Washington a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I mean, you know, the Eagles rested pretty much everybody, right? I, I, for the most part, um, I know they had Gardner Minshew play, which is actually was was nice to watch. I, I liked watching him, but I mean, the whole defense I think was resting, so the Cowboys just had like a heyday <laughs> against them. Um, yeah, they they beat them up. I don't I don't know what it did for their seeding. I don't. I think the Eagles just take a look. the Eagles must have obviously clinched, right? They clinched last week, I think, with the. Uh, yeah, I think with the Saints loss or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so with them clinching, I don't think they cared about seeding, or I don't think it mattered, so they really just rested everybody. 
I don't know if you watched any of that game, but in the opening series, like Garner Minshew threw a pass and it was like clearly should have been picked off. <laughs> and it was uh, right off the defender's hands into the Eagles receiver. And I was like, that's Garner Minshew. That's just like the Minshew magic, man. Right. Um, but no. he, it was cool to see him. Uh, yeah. You know, but Dak, Dak lit it up, dude. Five, yeah. five touchdowns? That's not too shabby. Not too shabby. Not too shabby at all. Um, yeah, Dallas is the four seed currently. Really? Four. They are the four seed. I don't okay. think they can jump Tampa Bay, technically speaking. So what is it? Green Bay won. Green Bay, the Rams got to win, even though I think something's going on in that game right now. I don't know. What I just got a tweet that uh, Jimmy G, somebody sarcastically said that Jimmy G should. Yeah, they're, they're tied up right now with 18 oh, seconds tied. left. So they're oh, going overtime. That is exciting. That is exciting. I bet on the Rams, uh, so I would like to see them win. Uh, and for those of you that are listening that don't know, uh, New York State legalized mobile sports betting, finally, uh, right at the best time of the year when the season's over. <laughs> I know, right? Perfect. How, that's the most New York thing ever. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> I hate this place. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, yeah, so Cowboys getting a nice victory. They're going to be hosting... Uh, Actually, they host. No, they host. Uh, you know, I think it's either San Fran. Makes sense. Let me see. They, right now, they're ho- they're hosting Arizona. Okay, but I that might. I don't know. If I know there's change. a chance that they could play the Eagles again. Uh, I don't know what had to happen or has to happen or what. Right, that'll unfold throughout the. Yeah, we're still the, finishing the these. evening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's still games going. Oh, no, te- not technically. There's still games going on that could shape and shift. Right. How uh, how this this all plays out, but um, yeah, with this game, it was like you know you look at the score and it's like Jesus fifty one twenty six. But as I was watching it, the game was a lot closer, like going into half. It looked like it could have went either way, and then the Eagles just made some boneheaded decisions, and then the fourth quarter happens, and it was like Dallas just reigns supreme on this team. But I think that's uh. I think if you're a Cowboys fan, you're pretty happy you're scoring 51 points going into the playoffs. That's pretty, pretty remarkable stuff as a fan. Like you want your team to go into the postseason hot, strong, hot, hot, right? Strong, like you know. And I remember, I think it was last week. I heard a quote from Aaron Rodgers. They asked him, like, what, "How do you feel about sitting?" And he said, and like, you know, going in the last week of the year, one year we sat and then we had the first round by and we came out and we got beat up that first that first round. Maybe it was Dallas, actually. I don't even know who it was. I think it was Dak Prescott after that game. So they said that their goal was to not rest, you know, just go in, go into the game and, and play it. And I think that's the right move. I think you want I don't know if you want to rest your players. You, you, I think you want to go in strong, hot with momentum and see what happens. So pretty, pretty cool stuff for, for Dallas fans. Yeah, not too shabby at all. Let's uh yeah, let's take a look at the uh this the stats for this game or some of your scoring drives for this game. Um all right. So scoring opens up. Gardner Minshew hits uh former UB quarterback Tyree Jackson for a three yard touchdown. He did tear his ACL, I think, oh on that gosh. play. That's what that is? Yeah, that's a for quarterback, yep. Wow. Um didn't know that. Yeah. Bills practice squad, I think, at one time, too. 7 nothing lead there. Then the Cowboys answer back. Dak Prescott hits Cedric Wilson for a uh, for 14 yards, tied at 7. Dallas hits a field goal. Greg Zerline, 48-yard field goal is good. 10-7 lead there. And then Philadelphia, a Jake Elliott, 38-yard field goal, 10-10. Uh, second quarter, Dak Prescott hits, uh, right, that is Cedric Wilson, right? That's got to be. Um, receiving? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's Cedric Wilson. 
He was in like Boise State. Boise State. Uh, Prescott hit Cedric Wilson for a 24-yard touchdown, 17-10. And then uh, Eagles score Kenneth Gainwell, 7-yard touchdown rush, 17-17. Uh, touchdown for the Cowboys. Dak Prescott hits Dalton Schultz, 2-yard touchdown, 23-17. And then they just pile it on. Prescott hits Dalton Schultz again for a 9-yard touchdown, 30-17 to lead. Third quarter. Oh, my God. Third quarter. Jake Elliott, 40-yard field goal is good, 30-20. to Dallas still up there. Then Dak Prescott hits Corey Clement for an eight-yard touchdown. Fourth quarter, Ito Smith up the middle for four yards for the Cowboys, 44-20. to And then oh, I, I'm a wrestling guy, and I totally want to see Jeff Hardy off the right guard. For <laughs> Jaquan. Jaquan, thank you. Uh, Jaquan Hardy off the right guard for 22 yards, 51-20. to And then the final play, Gardner Minshew hits Quez Watkins for a 36-yard touchdown. 51-26, your final score. What do we got on the stats for the day? Your stats uh, for Dallas, your passing leaders, Dak Prescott, 21-27, 295 yards and five touchdowns. Have a day. Your rushing leaders, uh, Zeke Elliott, 18 carries for 87 yards. And your receiving leader was uh, Cedric Wilson, five receptions for 119 yards and two touchdowns. He's going to have an interesting uh, postseason. See where he goes. Um, your passing leader for the Eagles, Gardner Minshew, 19 of 33, 186 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. Your rushing leader is, uh, I want to say, Kenneth Gainwell. Is that right? Yes. Oh, okay, I guess. Kenneth Gainwell, 12 carries for 78 yards and a touchdown. And your receiving leader was Quez Watkins, five receptions, 84 yards, and a touchdown. All right. That is that. Let us head into uh, Sunday's games. Let, you, let's go. Let's just do this. Let's get rip the Band-Aid you, you off. Do it now? Let's do it now. If they're at the top, I don't want to forget about them. Do you have any popcorn? <sighs> There's actually some right there. If, yeah, there really is. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. We, we have it all here. If Honestly, if you wanted to put the microphone, one of the microphones up and just put it, just put popcorn in and just let it, just hear it pop, I think it would be hilarious. That would be funny. All right. So I'm going to start this off very, very civil. Okay. Mm-hmm. The Jags played a hell of a game. Jacksonville Jaguars defeating the Indianapolis Colts 26-11 to to win their third game of the season. They still, they actually clinched the number one overall pick. So good on them. Again, good, good for on them. them. Right, two years, two straight years in a row, you number won, one overall pick. You won something. I don't even know if Cleveland ever did that. I don't know if they have. They've had a ton of picks, but I don't know if they've gotten a one back-to-back. Yeah, I'm not sure. But, um, <sighs> but yeah. Embarrassing, absolutely embarrassing for the Colts. It, it it really truly was. It was win and get in. The last two weeks has been win and get in, and this team fell flat. And like today, watching them play the Jacksonville Jaguars, it was embarrassing. Like all fronts, top to bottom, they just looked like they were burned out. Like they didn't care. And you know, big changes have to happen in Indianapolis. They do. GM. Head coach, I don't care that they were just extended. I don't care that they've flipped this roster around. All these pro bowlers, you make a trade, you're sticking your neck out for Carson Wentz to bring in here, bring him in here, and he's cost us games. And he did not, you know, it was a failure on all fronts against Jacksonville this week. There's no doubt about it. But my God, Carson Wentz is the king of fucking overthrows. Yeah, it, it was terrible. I I sat there and watched this game like. Is this really happening? Is Carson Wentz really struggling to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars? 
All right. Oh, did you get, that might be your parlay. Yeah. Oh, it hurt. I need him to get a touchdown now. Oh, uh, it's a touchdown now? Okay. Yeah, I think the yards are there. Um, Carson Wentz is not the guy. Really? I know, are I know. you confident saying that? I am confident saying that. So right a couple now. weeks ago, I asked you if you had the ch- chance to pick between Wentz, you know, inevitably for the future, or Rodgers. You had a tough time picking. And then you said, probably Rodgers, but I'd hate it. I would like if I ask you the same question. Are you, do you change that mind? Are you all Rogers? I think or? it's an easier Rogers choice. That, that's what I was. I, I think as an as an outside fan, it's just an obvious decision. I mean, you can like Wentz, and Wentz has so he, much potential, he's, man. He's proven that he's not the long term answer. I think he's I agree. safe. Yeah, he's safe. All right, yeah. and I, I know I flip flopped. I I root for him. I'm excited. He's my quarterback. When he does good things, I'm proud of him, and I'm going to. Am I going to boast about him? You know, he won the game in Jacksonville. He did good. Or not Jacksonville, excuse me. He won the game against Arizona on Christmas Day. He did He did pretty damn good against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He did his job making big-time throws when he had to. But um, he is game manager status. Actually, he's even worse. He's, like, his interceptions have been at the most untimely of occasions. I agree with that. Just game, just game killing drives. It's been. Please get that. Oh, dang. Unreal. It's stressful. It's hard. And I know that Colts fans have been so spoiled. Yes, we have. I, you know, and I But think- I still, th- that's the reason, though. It, it, I, I'm tired. The Colts have not won the division since 2014. Chris Ballard flipping the roster. Change is happening. You know, and it hasn't happened yet. It is, it is frustrating. I don't think it's fair to say, oh, I, oh, I flip flop. You know, I think that's what being a fan is, though. You, you can change your opinions based on how they're playing, and you see games where Carson Wentz is great, and then you see games where Carson Wentz is blowing it, and I think that's the case today. He looked horrible today. Yeah. He's uh, like everything that I feared about him coming in this season. Um. Everything I feared about him coming into this season, uh, it was eventually proven true. Yeah. I don't care that he had a 22 to 6 or 7 touchdown INT ratio. That don't matter to me. It's it's cool he plays safe football, but at the time of those interceptions, I and, and listen, the, he's not the only problem. They're, the offensive line was, the offensive line regressed tremendously, tremendously yeah. this year. All right, they they got their ass whipped today by Jacksonville. Got they really did. But I firmly believe that Carson Wentz is not the guy for the Colts going forward. It's uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm really disappointed in it too. I think they made a big mistake. Uh, I'm not calling for Frank Reich's job, even though maybe I should. I don't know. If, I don't know if that's a that that's where I would go yet. But listen here, hear this out. Mm-hmm. All right, so this is. Frank Reich's fourth year coaching. All right, I know quarterback woes, Andrew Luck retirement, mm-hmm. this and that. If they didn't random, if the NFL did not randomly ex- open up a seventh seed last year, Frank Reich would have one playoff appearance in, in four years coaching. So he's lucky. Yeah. Okay. He's very fortunate. That's fair. And that's and that's a, that's a knock. It's a knock. Literally the only reason, and, and that was a good team last year. I love that. That was probably my one of my favorite Colts teams in recent memory. It was a good team. 11-5. and they, five. they nearly beat the Bills. The I Bills know. went to the AFC Championship. I know. 11-5. and five. I would have loved to see. Like, I have this theory that they bumped, and I know, listen, long-term answer, it is what it is, but I feel like they told Phil Rivers, hey, 
We're not bringing you back. So Philip decided to retire, and they traded for Carson Wentz. I really, truly believe that with Rivers, with this team that we had this year. Easily in the playoffs. Easily in the playoffs, Agreed. and probably a legitimate top four team, I believe. Yeah. So, overall, I, I'm disappointed. I'm glad that the, the, the emotional roller coaster is over for this year. Mm-hmm. I am. I do want people held accountable, though. I just, I, I just feel like, you know, like, like right, you know, this team was just not prepared for today. Last, not prepared the last two weeks. You win, you get in. And right. They, they fell apart like that. That should be enticing to play your best football. Mm-hmm. And they scored, you know, in garbage time. Ended up being ten or eleven. Right. But they had three points against Jacksonville. It's unacceptable. It is. You know, with and I think that's when you do need to hold people accountable. Is when you're oh, when you're in situation two weeks in a row and you're you lose both games, but the sec the 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 last game of the season you need to win to go to the playoffs, and you lose to a team that's got two wins. Like that's just like what is your game plan, right? And if it's horrible quarterback play, then you need to get you need to upgrade that position. You need to hold that guy accountable. But I think it's beyond that. I I don't I don't watch as many Colts games as you do. I if up to if it was up to me, whoever is play calling needs to be different. If it's Frank Reich, it that's shouldn't right. be Frank Reich. I don't think that he needs to go necessarily as a head coach, but I think maybe if you guys bring in a different offensive coordinator, you let that guy, you know. Yeah, this was a call up from Davis. This was pretty much a call up from because Sirianni went to Philadelphia. Yeah. But I mean, even just like looking at this retrospectively, like to me, Philadelphia won the trade. They won the trade. They got the first round picks. Colston didn't go to the playoffs. Their guys are in the playoffs. There's a whole lot for me to be jaded about. And I'm actually saying this is a lot calmer than I than I maybe I want to, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's uh, this team is absolutely goddamn embarrassing. I, I they should be. I, just, I honestly wouldn't hate if Wright got fired. You know, and, and he's such a good guy. He's I think he's guy. a good guy, and I think he's a good coach. And if he gets fired, I don't think that's necessarily like a bad thing. Um, it might just be a situation where it's just not working out in Indianapolis. Like right. he might be able to be a head coach someplace else. Um, but I do think. They should keep him, and I do think you guys can win with Reich. He's got to be tied to Carson Wentz, though. I just, I, th- that's the thing. If Carson's success or failure is is, is Reich's, and I, you know, I just, I, it, yeah, it's it's bad, it's bad. But um, well, now Reich and Carson Wentz have a long off season where they can jerk off over Bible <laughs> verses together. Honestly, it's just. I- I think if if I am a Colts, if I run the Colts organization right now. My number one goal is to improve the quarterback position. There's guys out there that's going to be good. And I mean, like Rodgers, Russell Wilson, I'm hearing. I think Russell Wilson's going to be staying. Um, And he might. And he might stay. But if you hear these rumors, with that cap space, you give up what you need to to get those types of guys. Now, a guy like Russell Wilson or Rodgers. But other than that, there might not, it might be slim pickings between quarterbacks and you might have once another year, but you need to think long term of what your plan is at that, with that position. Yeah. They, yeah. They, and they, their backups are not good. No. So it's like, if, even if you at least bring in a guy that mm, once isn't playing good, I can bet, like, even like today would have been a great day to be like, Wentz isn't doing it, put in the backup and maybe he gets you a win. Like, they don't have a guy to do even do right. that. Right. They have a rookie who's n- never really played a down of NFL. And football. it's not, and that's not, you're not going to win games like that. I yeah. mean, like especially when your your quarter your main quarterback is your weak part of your offense. You got to have someone to compliment him behind yeah. him. It's yeah. It's just even uh, a guy like Gardner Minshew. 
you know? So no, it's it's shameful. It it really is. It it you know, seven Pro Bowlers, uh, potential MVP, which is not going to happen this year. Obviously, that's out the window, and they're 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 sitting at home in January. So you know, good, yeah, you know, good everything. They they at least you got hard knocks. That was really you know worth it. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. Everyone, oh, we got hard knocks. So cool. Just shut up and win football games. I don't give a fuck about the extra stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, scoring drives for this game. Trevor Lawrence opened up for the Jags uh, with a t- two-yard touchdown pass to Laquan Treadwell. Um, so, now th- I mean, Trevor looked good today. We'll go through his stats, but he looked pretty damn good. Uh, the Colts answer back with a field goal. Michael Badgley, 41-yard field goal is good. Second quarter, Matthew Wright, 22-yard field goal is good for the Jags. And then he hits a 20-yard field goal to go up 13-3 at halftime. Third quarter, Wright hits a 39-yard field goal to go up 16-3. to And then Trevor Lawrence hits Marvin Jones Jr. for it. It was an insane touchdown. It was a botched snap. Mm-hmm. All right. It was a botched snap. Mm-hmm. Bobbled in the air for at least two seconds. Wow. He grabbed it, set himself, and threw the damn ball. Wow. And, and scored a touchdown. 23-3. End of the third. Fourth quarter, Matthew Wright hits a 31-yard field goal. And then in complete garbage time, Carson Wentz hits Michael Pittman. Freight twelve yard touchdown. So yep, and it was too little, too late at that point. Too little, too late. No timeouts. It just, just absolutely nothing working. So you know, it's probably the end of T. Y. Hilton. Probably the end of Jack Doyle. I know you guys aren't listening, but uh, you know, I've I've loved watching you guys play, and I'm sorry that your final season, your most likely final season, uh, had to end the way that it did. Uh, what do we got for stats on the day? For stats on the day for Indianapolis, Carson Wentz is your passing leader, 17 to 29 for 185 yards, one touchdown and one INT. Your rushing leader is Jonathan Taylor, 15 carries for 77 yards, and your receiving leader is Michael Pittman Jr., six receptions, 64 yards and a touchdown. For the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh Trevor Lawrence is your passing leader for uh going 23 of 32, 223 yards and two touchdowns. Your rushing leader is, uh, I think it's Raquel Armstead. I think that's his first name. Nine carries for 52 yards. And your receiving leader is Marvin Jones Jr. Um, Seven receptions, 88 yards, and a touchdown. And that is your stats on that game. All righty. Let's, uh, let's roll on through then. All right. Uh, keep it going. The Pittsburgh Steelers, 9-7-1, and one, defeat the Baltimore Ravens, 16-13. All that, right. That Steelers are in the postseason right now. At least, unless there's a tie tonight, if both if both the that Raiders and Chargers kneel for the entire time, <laughs> would, like I was thinking that today, if that situation happens, because that was like, oh, a, it's hilarious. I mean, like, do you, do you think the coaches reach out and even discuss that, or do I you think, think because they're competitors, especially divisional competitors, they just want to go out and win? It would be. I mean, I would love it. I think a lot I, of people would love it, but the I, fact that they moved to the Sunday Night Football, the NFL would be pissed. I think if. I don't think it would affect the game to the point where, yeah, they'd take nails, but I do think if it was the end of a game uh, where it's either going into overtime or something, they might choose to be a little more conservative. Um, but that's obviously, I don't know. That's my opinion. I, I don't know. I, I feel like if I'm a coach of that team, I at least reach out to the other coach of the team and, hey, let's both get in. Let's uh, right. let's just say, like, hey, if it's the end of a game <laughs> and, you know, we, we just see, we just, you know, we'll, we'll just miss the field goal right <laughs> you know like kick it right no i know <laughs> you know, I know. like I, I don't know i i feel like i would if it benefited both teams um but you know I, obviously that's not good for football um 
But this game today, the Steelers and the Ravens, that was my game of the week. I loved, I watched that whole game. It was it, gritty like it's supposed to be. It was, if, I, you know, I, I knew before this game it was going to be very low scoring and the Steelers were going to win because that's the Steelers' M.O. And uh, that's exactly what happened. And I bet on the Steelers today, I wish I took the under. But it was just such a classic matchup between Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Like, defense, nitty-gritty, like, one possession away, could go either way, and then, of course, Big Ben gets his dub. And it was just, like, a cool, like, you know, this is Big Ben's last year, and I thought it was just such a cool game to watch because that was his career. Right. It was just his career. He'd win the game. That's all he's ever done is win. And that's (laughs) basically... And now it's just, he did. it was just like the most classic Big Ben game. And, and I'm I, not a fan of the Steelers, but I'm a fan of a legends. Shop. You know, I'm a yeah. fan of Washington. I love Big Ben. I know yeah. everybody likes to, you know, get on him for his muddled past and, and stuff like that. All those charges that were bought off or settled out of court or whatever. Right. But I, I like to look at the football player. Mm-hmm. And Big Ben is a legend. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Right. And honestly, at the expense of the Colts, I'm happy that Big Ben gets another ride in the playoffs. <clears throat> I did not expect it. Right. But I'm happy. I, I am too. And that, that, <clears throat> that team is, that was one of the hardest earned 9-7-1 records I have ever seen. Oh, 100%. And, uh, you know, even though they beat the Bills this year, and I've really been salty against them all year. I will literally buy a Big Ben jersey if they can beat Casey next next week because that that's all I want is Casey to lose. It, it would mean the world to me if Big Ben, like in his last postseason, could take down like the juggernaut of the football, right? Um, <clears throat> which I don't think they will. But Mike Tomlin is maybe one of the best coaches. In football, he deserves way more credit. I honestly often forget about him as like an NFL coach and like talking about what the, what are the who are the best coaches in football. But that dude is like he's never had a losing season with Pittsburgh. No, that's crazy. Never five hundred seasons, but never had a losing fifteen straight. That's crazy. And uh, and he put up for with Antonio Brown for a long time. And so Le- he deserves Le- Le'Veon Bell and Juju Smith Schuster and like that's crazy. You see how happy he was? He was dancing. On I TikTok saw that right when I left. Yeah, he was t- dancing cool. on this team. It is so cool to see. I think that dude deserves a lot of credit. Uh, I I loved it. Um, but it was a fun game to watch. Uh, happy the Steelers got it done. Um, that dude on the the Ravens, their quarterback, he, he can ball out a little bit. Huntley, but I think he needs a little bit more time to be groomed, but he's I, a good guy. He's I agree. I, I That's what I was getting at. I, I do think he can play in the league, but I do think he needs a lot more time and a lot more practice. But, you know, it is what it is. So For sure. Uh, your scoring drives for this game. First quarter, Chris Boswell, 28-yard field goal is good. Steelers out 3 nothing. Second quarter, Justin Tucker hits a 24-yard field goal. Tied at 3. Third quarter. Latavius Murray, 46-yard touchdown rush, 10-3 lead. And then uh, for the Steelers there, yeah, t- excuse me, 10, yeah, 10-3 lead for the Ravens. Uh, Steelers, Chris Boswell, 40-yard field goal is good, 6-10. Fourth quarter, Big Ben hits Chase Claypool for a six-yard touchdown, 13-10. And a uh, field goal ties it up from Justin Tucker, 46-yard field goal is good. And then an overtime. Chris Boswell, one possession, the Ravens went down. They they punted, I believe they punted it away. And then uh, the Steelers answered back with a 36-yard field goal from Boswell, and the Steelers are currently in the playoff picture. They need a loss. Uh, yeah, just one of the teams tonight to lose. But, um, but yeah, good on Pittsburgh, good for Big Ben, and good for this team for grinding it out and getting the dub and mm-hmm. making the postseason. A lot of people did not expect them to be 
yeah, playoff team at all. Uh, what do we got for the stats? Uh, for the stats, your passing leader for the Pittsburgh Steelers is Big Ben. 30 of 44, 244 yards, one TD, one INT. Your rushing leader is Chase Claypool, three carries for 33 yards. And your receiving leader is Pat Fryermuth, uh, six receptions for 53 yards. I like that guy. He's pretty good. Um, yeah. He caught a huge pass oh, in overtime. Oh, he enormous, enormous yeah. pass. He He's someone that uh, is kind of on my fantasy radar in the future. Yeah. Um, your passing leader for the Ravens, Tyler Huntley, uh, 16 of 31, 141 yards and two INTs. Your rushing leader is Latavius Murray, 16 carries for 150 yards and a touchdown. And your receiving leader is Mark Andrews, eight receptions for 85 yards in the Steelers. Cap it off and clinch a seventh seed. They did clinch, right? Or did they not clinch? They clinch. Pittsburgh? Yeah. Not officially. Like I said, one of them have to lose tonight. If so they, they just if, can't tie. They can't tie. If Which they, could happen. If they tie, if they do tie, they bounce Pittsburgh. All right. So, okay. So be clinch, like almost clinch. 99.9% clinch. Pretty much. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, good on them. Next up, AFC North. Cleveland beats Cincinnati. All right. Cleveland uh, getting the dub at home to finish up their season. They conclude at 8-9. and nine. Case Keenum-led uh, victory here. The Bengals sitting their starters. They kind of were locked into the third and fourth seeds. So, uh, they kind of let it. You know, just let it be. Joe Mixon was out. I think he had COVID. Joe Burrow, they sat to rest his knee. And a couple other big pieces, I think, caught, caught COVID as well. So, like, you know what? Whatever. We'll just rest this week. Come back strong. Wild card round. So, uh, but, yeah, Cleveland finishes up with a victory. No Baker Mayfield. He had surgery, I think, early last week. And apparently, according to <coughs> news reports, that uh, Baker is all slated to come back next year for Cleveland. They have they have uh, agreed upon that. They will be picking up his I think maybe no. I think they already had to pick up his fifth year extension, but there's um, there's yeah. He's he's got to be back. There's going to be no trades or anything to to acquire an Aaron Rodgers or a uh, oh Rams won the NFC East or NFC West while losing in overtime. Oh, they lost in overtime. Yeah, San Fran won. That's what's up. Damn. I'm about to tie the other David in our in our picks in our, our predictions. I was down by seven heading into this week. Mm-hmm. If the Raiders win tonight... I need the Raiders to win. If the Raiders win tonight, <laughs> me and him tie, and we have to go into playoffs for our pick'em contest. So, that's funny you say that, because I took, like, a crazy five-team parlay, and I won, like, a... You know, you get these pro- promo bonuses, sign up, whatever. $25 free bet, so it was free money. And I picked the Broncos to cover, and they did. I took the over in the Cowboys game. Dallas got it themselves. The Steelers hit. The Dolphins hit. All I need is the Raiders. Right. Plus three. Oh, that's Raiders, it. Please win. Like I'll run down the street with like <laughs> nothing but a Cheeto Speedo Speedo a Cheeto Speedo a Cheeto a Cheeto Speedo Cheeto Speedo Man, I can't speak, <laughs> but I really Cheeto will. Speedo would be cool. Yeah, that would be cool. cool. Like a Cheeto colored, and, absolutely, or made out of Cheetos. That's even cooler. Yeah, it's um, edible. Yeah, this game, this game doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, scoring drives for this game are as follows: Case Keenum hits Jarvis Landry for a twenty-six yard touchdown, seven nothing lead for the Browns, and then uh, second quarter, Dearness Johnson off the right guard for four yards, fourteen nothing lead. And then a uh, a fumble on the Browns' part puts uh puts Cincinnati right in the game. All right, the uh, fumble recovery for a touchdown, and then third quarter. All right, uh, Fry. So their kicker must have got COVID too. F- their kicker Fry, thirty six yard field goal is good, ten to fourteen. Uh, but Browns still in the lead. The Browns score again. Case Keenum hits Felton for a ten yard touchdown, and then Brandon Allen hits uh, Evans for a four yard touchdown. 
Final score, 21-16. What do we got on stats for the day? Uh, for the stats, your uh, passing leader, whoa, my phone just glitched. Your passing leader for the Bengals is Brandon Allen, 15-29, 136 yards and a touchdown. Your rushing leader is Travion Williams, nine carries for 38 yards. And your receiving leader is Trent Taylor, two receptions for 41 yards. All guys that never get to play. For the Browns, your passing leader is uh, Case Keenum, 17-24, 176 yards, two touchdowns and one INT. Your uh, rushing leader is Dearness Johnson, 25 carries for 123 yards and a touchdown. That guy is good. Oh, yeah. And your receiving leader is uh, Jarvis Landry, six receptions, 75 yards and a touchdown. But back to Dearness Johnson, that guy could ball, man. And I can't believe the Browns have three great running backs and they're eight and nine. (laughs) I know, right? It's crazy. I know. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if only there were three great at the same time. That's true. That's been the biggest issue. True. Um, All right. Next up, another team just kind of mailing it in. The Packers fall to the Lions. On the road, Lions win thirty-seven to thirty to finish three thirteen and one. They have the number two overall pick heading into twenty twenty-two. Packers fall to thirteen and four. Didn't really matter for them. They had the first seed locked up in the in the division, way locked up. So, um, yeah, it wasn't even remotely close. But uh, yeah, Lions getting a big win here. I did pick the Lions to win. I'm pretty stoked about that. Oh man, that was a good call on my part. That was a good call. Uh, but yeah, so uh, a nice, nice final game for uh. You know, for the Lions this year, I believe they're going. I mean, I think they're going to retain their head coach, new GM, all that stuff. I think it's they're going to be everything's going to be uh, everything's going to be <laughs> good for them. Well, they're talking about. We'll talk about Houston a little bit. They're talking about David Cauley being one and done. Really? Which I don't understand. I don't completely get that. But uh, regardless, yeah, it was a nothing game, but good way for Detroit to, I guess, finish the season. You know, it's always good to finish with a W at home, regardless of how bad the year has gone. So, uh, scoring drives for this game, Aaron Rodgers opens up with a uh, one-yard touchdown pass to Alan Lazard, 7 the lead for the Packers, <laughs> uh, for the Lions. Is, is it... Uh... Is it, is it Tim Kennedy? It might. I thought I'm it was Tim Boyle. I'm guessing. Tom Kennedy. Tom. I was close. It was one letter off. Tom Kennedy. It's Khalif Raymond for a 75-yard touchdown. Tied at seven. Second quarter. Jared Goff hits Amon Ross St. Brown for a two-yard touchdown. That dude's going to be awesome. Seriously. Uh, 14-7 lead. And then Aaron Rodgers hits Lazard for a 29-yard touchdown with a missed extra point. 13-14 there. And then the final points of the, the first half. Patterson, 34-yard field goal is good to put the Lions up 17-13. Third quarter, Jared Goff hits uh, right for a 36-yard touchdown, 24-13 lead. Mason Crosby for the Packers, it's a 36-yard field goal, 16-24. And then uh, Taylor, P. Taylor off the uh, right guard, right tackle for a uh, one-yard touchdown rush, 22-24. They must have went for two and missed it there. Fourth quarter. Patterson's a 36-yard field goal for the Lions, 27-22 lead there. Then Green Bay takes the lead. Jordan Love hits DeGuara for a 60 DeGuara for a 62-yard touchdown, 30 to 27. And that's all Lions after that. DeAndre Swift off the left tackle for 14 yards, 34-30. And then Patterson hits a 30, excuse me, a 27-yard field goal to go up 37 to 30. That is your final score. Uh, what do we got on stats for this game? For the Green Bay Packers, your passing leaders, Aaron Rodgers, uh, 14 of 18, 138 yards and two touchdowns. Your rushing leader is A.J. Dillon, 14 carries, 63 yards. And your uh, receiving leader is Alan Lazard, five receptions, 75 yards and two touchdowns. For the Lions, your passing leader is Jared Goff, 21 of 30, 238 yards and two touchdowns. 
making my signed helmet, getting some value. Thank you, buddy. Uh, and your rushing leader uh, is Jamal Williams, 13 carries for 43 yards. Uh, and your receiving leader is Amon Ross St. Brown, eight receptions, 109 yards, and a touchdown. That dude is a baller. Lions over the Packers, 37-30. to 30. What game's next? Game is next. We have another one, meaningless one. Washington and the New York Giants. Washington wins 22-7. to 7. Man, Joe Judge, what a pile of shit. Uh, <laughs> You're just being bold, huh? Well, he's just an idiot. I can't. This dude ran a, a fucking quarterback sneak on third and nine in their own end zone. Stop. I swear. That to happened? God. Yes, it happened. And he still got a job. He's, they said he'd bring him, bring him back next year. Unless he's oh, my goodness. That is right. He, Unless they're trying to get him fired. I don't know. He... Him, they announced him and Jones coming back. Imagine yep. being a Giants fan knowing you got 365 more days of that. Oh, my God. That's terrible. Brutal. They took some shots at Washington this week, and then Washington ended up beating on him pretty good. But, um, yeah, Washington tied its win total from last year, so that's cool. But, that's yeah, that's all I really got for this game. Uh, do you have anything to add? Um, Probably not really, right? Honestly, I, I really don't. It's just the Giants are the Giants suck. They should get rid of their coach and their their quarterback. That's that's all I got. Dang, Bob Saget died. What? Yeah, I just seen it. It just popped up. Is that what you were reading? As I was saying it, it's, somebody just sent it in the. Uh... Dang, first Buddy White, now Bob Saget, and son John Madden. A, son of a bitch, dude. That's sad. I love Bob Saget. I know he's funny, and he's like a classic Full House. This dude lived. This dude like was my like second dad my whole life. You know. Yeah, he gone. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I wonder what happened. Oh. I don't know. He's still on the younger side. He was in his room in a hotel. Oh Jesus! Mm. Not good. Poor guy. Unbelievable. Oh, this year sucks. <laughs> okay. Anyways, yeah, let's go into the scoring drives. Um, Joey Sly, twenty-three yard field goal is good. Three nothing lead. Second quarter, Joey Sly, 43-yard field goal is good. 6-0 lead. Third quarter, Jake Fromm for the uh, for the Giants. Hits Darius Slayton for a 22-yard touchdown, 12-7. And then fourth quarter, Antonio Gibson up the middle for 18 yards. And 19 to set, that's a touchdown, 19-7 lead there. And then Joey Sly hits a 23-yard field goal, 22-7. That is your final score for Washington and the Giants. Uh, what do we have for stats? Uh, the stats, Tyler Heineke is your Washington passing leader. He was 9 of 18 for 120 yards. And your rushing leader is Antonio Gibson, 21 carries for 146 yards and a touchdown. And your receiving leader is Terry McLaurin, four receptions for 93 yards. For the G-Men, your uh, passing leader is Jake Fromm. Wow, 15 of 31, 103 yards, a touchdown, two INTs. Congrats on the touchdown. I'm shocked. Um, your rushing lead yards leader is also Jake Fromm, five carries for 53 yards. And your receiving leader is Darius Slayton, uh, two receptions, 29 yards, and a touchdown. And there you have it. Meaningless game, Washington over the G-Men. All right. Next up, another meaningless game. There's a lot of meaningless football There's here. so much. So much meaningless football. Uh, we have the Bears and the Vikings. All right, Vikings winning 31-17 at home, finishing 8-9 in the season. Chicago 6-11. Matt Nagy most likely out. There's actually a really good chance that uh, that Minnesota head coach Zimmer is gone. You know, I really, really like him, but you know, if I'm the Vikings, I feel like it's time to move on. You know, yeah, I I do like him though. I think he's a, I think he's a decent coach, but very underwhelming season this year for them. Like they're a lot better than eight and nine to me. Uh, but 
you know, it is what it is. So, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get what's kind of what's transpired there. But yeah, you could just definitely tell he's checked out. I think I agree with that. He is definitely checked out, and they have a good team that they could win now with. So it'll well, be interesting I mean, to see what they do. How many games <laughs> they lose by like three points, a like a lot. touchdown? Like I think he did the math, and they could have been really something this year but yeah it is yeah, it's, it's their losses have been by you know what seven two seven three it, it, it's just every game is like is they've lost like their losses are close and they're eight and nine and they're a much better team than their record but again it's underwhelming you don't get credit for losing games a little bit right no matter who you play no you it's, got, you it's all about wins it's, it's all not about wins Moral victories or any of that stuff—it's it's not. So, I mean, if I'm if I'm the Vikings from an outside standpoint, I, I don't know if you get, need to get rid of the coach again. But I understand the decision to want to because you're not winning. No, and that's all it comes down to. I don't think they've had a double-digit win season. I, I I might be mistaken, but I think with the last time they got in the playoffs, they were like nine and seven. I think maybe well, they had that Music City Miracle game, or the Minneapolis that, Miracle. Or, I'm sorry, that was the they were Miracle. 13 and three. That was a good year. Yeah. that might have been their last double. digits. I think season. that was their last double digits because I haven't even. I don't even think they made the playoffs since, have they? No. Well, um, yeah, the, the one they lost to. Oh yeah, they did. San Fran the, in the they divisional. Lost, they beat yeah. New Orleans and lost to San yeah. Fran. But yeah. Anyway, stats for this game. Uh, Chicago opens up scoring with a Cairo Santos 43 yard field goal, three nothing lead. Second quarter, Santos with a 46-yard field goal, 6 nothing. Andy Dalton hits Damien. Uh, if my phone didn't stop glitching, uh, it's Damian Williams. Damian Williams. <clears throat> yeah. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Um, it's Damian Williams for a uh, a 23-yard touchdown, 14 nothing lead. Bears are clapping some cheeks, but hold on. <laughs> I like that. Clapping some cheeks. That's my butt. It's whole. That's my phrase. Um, I love that. I that, like that. Clapping my cheeks thing. But then you said butthole. But <laughs> hold on. But I'm fixated butthole. on that. I got you. Okay. You're fixed on the butthole? Okay. <laughs> awesome. Always. All right. <laughs> For the Vikings, uh, Greg Joseph, 39-yard field goal is good. 14-3. Third quarter, Kirk Cousins hits uh, Ito. No, that's not Ito Smith. Some Smith Marset for 44 like yards. Emir Smith Marset. Oh, boy. Yeah. 44-yard <laughs> um, touchdown. 14-10. The Bears in another field goal, 42-yard field goal is good. Yeah, from Cairo Santos. And then we have a uh, a Kirk Cousins touchdown to Justin Jefferson, 45 yards, tied at 17. Fourth quarter, Kirk Cousins is K.J. Osborne for a 21-yard touchdown, 24-17. And then a pick six uh, puts it away for the, uh, for the Vikings, 31-17 victory. There. What do we got on stats for the day? Uh, your stats for the day for the Bears. Passing leader is Andy Dalton. He was 33 of 48, 325 yards, one touchdown, two INTs. Your rushing leader is David Montgomery, 20 rushes for 72 yards. And your receiving leader is Darnell Mooney, 12 receptions for 126 yards. For the Vikings, your passing leader is Kirk Cousins, 14 of 22, 250 yards and three touchdowns. Your rushing leader is Dalvin Cook, 14 carries for 79 yards. And your receiving leader is none other than Justin Jefferson, five receptions, 107 yards, and a touchdown. All right, next up, AFC South matchup. The Titans clinching the number one seed in the AFC with a 28-25 victory over the Houston Texans. Uh, Tennessee finishes 12-5, Texans finish 4-13. It was a uh, it was actually a pretty good game. Houston it was a really good some, game. Houston pushed some good. Houston for some reason had been playing and they were tough. Down twenty one nothing. Yeah, 
and they came all the way back and lost by three. Dude, Davis Mills low-key is not that bad. I like Davis Mills. Me and my buddy Brian have been talking about him on film study. I actually think he's really good. He might be the second or third best quarterback of this draft class. He Because he he's a rookie, right, this year? Right? Yeah, he was a third-round pick. his first year playing. He's really not horrible. That no. team was a flat-out dumpster fire. And he came in, and he was definitely shaky. He still looks shaky, but to... To put up even a game against the Titans, who are fighting for the first seed, 300 yards and three touchdowns, Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah. That's one of the best teams in football, you know? I mean, at, at least on, you know. No, they, the they're resilient. You got to give them credit. They yeah. are resilient. Suck. And they're getting Derrick Henry back for the You want to know what my stat of the day was? What's that? Because I, I drafted Julio Jones in football. This was his uh, first touchdown as a Titan. Julio's? Yeah. Week 18. No. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. I could have swore he had one, another one before. I the only reason why I know that is because they uh they like panned over to it during the Steeler game and they showed it and they're like that's his first touchdown as a Titan. So unless the announcer had it wrong, but but I'm pretty sure it's true because I had Julio Jones this year and I don't think he scored. Yeah, he kind of stunk this year. He was good on him. Good for Julio. Uh, yeah, good for him. Thanks, buddy. Week yeah. 18, you get a touchdown. <laughs> I know time. when there's no fantasy. When fantasy is literally done, you're yeah. like, oh, I'll show up. Yeah, there you go. But yeah, Tennessee getting a big win here. They, oh, wow. Like, you needed that yeah. for Derek Henry to come back. He's already activated off IR. You get him a couple weeks rest, and then he's good to go for the division round. That's scary. Mm-hmm. Um, scoring drives for this game. Second quarter is all Tennessee touchdowns from uh, Ryan Tannehill to Ferkser for a five-yard touchdown pass, and then Tannehill to A.J. Brown for a 14-yard touchdown pass, and then uh, Tannehill to Westbrook Ikine. For a four-yard touchdown pass. 21-0 lead going into halftime. And then the Texans start to rally back. Davis Mills hits, uh, I believe it's Chris Moore for a 28. It was an awesome play off a flea flicker. Moore for a 28-yard touchdown, 7-21. And then Kaimi Fairbairn hits a 31-yard field goal, 10-21. And then Davis Mills hits Amendola for a 7-yard touchdown, 18-21. Really uh, making things close. Fourth quarter, Tannehill. Uh, hits Julio Jones for a three-yard touchdown, and then Gar- and at the end of the game, Davis Mills hits Danny Amendola for a 26-yard touchdown. 28-25, your final score. What do we got on stats for this game? Uh, stats for the day for the Tennessee Titans. Your passing leader is Ryan Tannehill, 23 of 32, 287 yards and four touchdowns. He looked great. Um, your rushing leader is Dante Foreman, 21 carries, 69 yards. Nice. And your receiving leader is uh, Nick Westbrook-Ekine. Four receptions, er, 78 yards, and a touchdown. Jeez. Your passing leader for the Texans, Davis Mills, 23 of 33, 301 yards and three touchdowns. Your rushing leader was, wow, David Johnson, still alive in the in the league. Five yeah, carries. that trade worth it. Yeah, you know, with his uh, impressive stats for five carries. I think carries. Rex Burkhead, too. I think the Texas extended. Rick, Rex Burkhead isn't actually that bad. No. Uh, but David Johnson, five carries, 28 yards. And your receiving leader is uh, Amendola, seven, seven receptions, 113 yards, and two touchdowns. I'm surprised Danny Amendola is still on the league, too. But I know. It is what it is. I know. It? Well, he was playing lacrosse, I think, for a little while. That's crazy. And he came back to the Texans. They signed him. Cool. I mean, he had a great day today with, with Davis Mills. So there you have it. That's your stats in the day. Titans clinch the one seed in the AFC. It runs through them. 
and uh, I'm making a bold prediction that uh, someone will run through them. Okay. Uh, that's my bold prediction. So there, there it is. All right, everybody. Next up, NFC West, the 49ers punching their ticket to the postseason. They are the sixth seed, if I'm not mistaken, with a 27-24 overtime thriller against the Rams, ending with an interception over Odell Beckham Jr. The Rams did win the NFC West based on the Cardinals' loss, as we already mentioned, but Man, a good day for San Fran and a, uh, I think a very good day for Jimmy Garoppolo. A lot of people thought that Jimmy G should not have played in this game. And I know there's a lot, a lot of people are down on Jimmy G. Trey Lance is the future, this and that. But Jimmy G had one heck of a, a rebound season. Mm-hmm. Not comeback player of the year rebound season, but right. a very good rebound season for what it was expected. I, you know, we came into this year, I thought San Fran was the most overhyped team. I did. Yeah. And, you know, do I think they're going to the Super Bowl? Probably, maybe not. They could upset they could. some teams. Definitely they, they're could certainly upset. possible, especially right. on the NFC side of things. But, man, good on San Fran. They got a much need to win. It's tough for the Rams to kind of go into the, the – uh, it's tough for the Rams to go in the postseason cold. But, but it is, you know, it, it, these things happen. They're in. Stafford's in his first playoff appearance in like six or seven years. Or I think it's, no, like four or five I think 2016 he went in with the Lions. They got mm-hmm. beat out by the Seahawks. But regardless, yeah, good for San Fran. Happy for them. I'll be rooting for them throughout the postseason. Um, your scoring drives are as follows. Matt Gay, 43-yard field goal is good. 3 nothing lead for the Rams. Uh, and then a touchdown. Matt Stafford is Tyler Higby for a two-yard touchdown. 10 nothing lead. Second quarter, Matthew Stafford is Tyler Higby for a 15-yard touchdown. 17-zip lead. And then uh, Robbie Gold field goal, 42 yards. 3-17 to 17 at halftime. Third quarter, Debo Samuel off the right tackle for 16 yards in a touchdown, 10-17. Uh, touchdown from Debo Samuel hits, Ju- I don't know who the first name, but Jennings for a 24-yard touchdown. So Debo Samuel Juwan. could do it all. Is it Juwan Jennings? Okay, yeah. thank you. You're welcome. Um, he could do it all. He could do it. Debo's awesome. 17-17. Yeah. Fourth quarter, Matthew Stafford hits Cooper Cup for a 4-yard touchdown, 24-17. And then Jimmy Garoppolo ties it up to Juwan Jennings for a 14-yard touchdown, tied at 24. Overtime. Uh, must, oh, no, they went back and forth. This is towards the end. Um, Robbie Gold hits a 24-yard field goal. No, it couldn't have been. 24-yard field goal. And then Rams tried to answer back. And, yeah, the interception happened, and that was uh, that. was that. San Fran gets in. I think this is the six straight victories over the Rams I read. I could be mistaken. Wow. But they swept them this year. They swept him this year. So, uh, so yeah, so there is that. So, San Fran wins 27-24. What do we got on stats for this game? Your stats for the day for the uh, 49ers. Your passing leader is Jimmy G, 23 of 32, 316 yards, one touchdown, two INTs. Your rushing leader is Elijah Mitchell, 21 carries, 85 yards. And your receiving leader for the Niners is Brandon Ayuk, six receptions for 107 yards. For the Rams, your passing leader is Matthew Stafford, 21 of 32, 238 yards, three touchdowns, two INTs. Your rushing leader is Sony Michelle, 21 carries, 43 yards. And your receiving leader is none other than the cheat code himself, Cooper Cup, seven receptions, 118 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, 27-24, Niners take it over the Rams. All right. Next up, the Bills and the Jets. Bills, two-time, two consecutive AFC champ, AFC East championship victories with a yeah, 27-10 victory over the New York Jets. They finished season 11-6. and six. Jets, 
four and thirteen. Another stellar year. I know there's a lot of ups and downs for the Buffalo Bills this season, but they finished up strong, getting victories when they need to. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, they are the current third seed, I believe, in the uh, in the AFC. So they yep. will draw. Oh, I think so, play... we don't know yet. We actually don't know yet. If the Chargers win, I think that they can. It'll be the Chargers or the Patriots. I'm pretty sure it's it's only either the Chargers or the Patriots. Okay. I think if the Chargers win, uh, the Chargers would get the sixth seed, which the Bills would play. Okay. And the Pats would get the fifth seed. I have to look at it. I'm pretty sure it's one or the other. We'll have a better idea of it at the end of the week. Yeah. Um. But I do think. Uh. I think the Bills. Defense played really good today. Watching that game, I know you were watching with me the the third and fourth quarter. Yeah, um, I know it's the Jets. I, I know they have a horrible run offense, but it's still good to see the pressure they brought on. Um, the Bills offense was doing a a lot of of silly things. I don't. That's all I can really say. Explain <laughs> it. They were just silly, silly gooses. Um, lots of you know missed throws, drops, uh, penalties, but. You know, there's some things I really liked about this game. The defense pretty much controlled it. Uh, not once did I really worry as a Bills fan. It was 13-10, I think, going in, you know, in the fourth quarter, uh, which is a little nerve-wracking, you know, considering that they should have blown them out. But, you know, the defense still kept them in it. Um, but the run game, Singletary, is is coming alive. I said it last week. Um, something I love to see. Josh Allen still running the ball well. Um, that touchdown, the, the first touchdown of the game, I don't know if you saw that, but he was taking a hit while he was running out of bounds and somehow hit Diggs, who caught the ball somehow like full speed running out of bounds, and he got his feet in. It was legendary. It was like Hall of Fame stuff right there. I'm just excited for the postseason. Uh, I'm kind of sitting here on my phone while doing this podcast, trying to buy some AFC East uh, championship gear because we, we, won, we won the division back-to-back years. Um, and I do want to take a moment to to celebrate that they did it at home for the first time since the 90s. I That's don't know if you cool. knew that, but it's a cool, cool thing. Um, if I didn't work so, um, gosh darn early, I probably would have went and celebrated somewhere tonight. <laughs> but it's a cool thing. Um, I'm just excited for the playoffs. I'm nervous though because they've they made a lot of. There's just they, they're doing a lot of dumb. Th- I think they're the only thing holding them back is themselves. Right. That's my takeaway with the Bills. I think they are the, the I honestly think they are uh, one of the best teams in football. They can be anybody any day, but they need to stop doing some some dumb things, uh some dumb play calls, some some forcing the ball, some dumb drops, you know, they just they can play their game, man. They could beat anyone. So we'll see we'll see what happens tonight with that Sunday night game, but I'm excited um for the Bills, man. I'm, I'm really except for that punter. The hell was that about? Ugh. He shanked like six punts, <laughs> literally, and they still only scored ten points. Yeah, so kudos to the defense. Kudos to them. Um, yeah, it was it was very close for like three quarters and just opened up in the fourth. Mm-hmm. Your scoring drives for this game: Allen hits Diggs for a ten yard touchdown, seven uh, nothing lead, and then a Tyler Bass forty one yard field goal is good, ten nothing lead. Second quarter: Zach Wilson hits uh, Keelan Cole for a forty yard touchdown, seven to ten. And uh, a field goal from Tyler Bass for the Bills. 21-yard field goal is good. 13-7 lead at halftime. Third quarter, Eddie Pinheiro. 49-yard field goal is good. 10-13. And the fourth quarter, two touchdowns by the Bills. One from Devin Singletary. The other, uh, well, both from Devin Singletary. But one a pass, one a rush. 27-10 is your final score. What do we get on stats for this game? 
Your stats for the day for the Jets. Your passing leader, Zach Wilson, 7 of 20, 87 yards and a touchdown. He's also your rushing leader, two carries for 24 yards. Um, and then your receiving leader is Keelan Cole, three receptions, 54 yards and a touchdown. He also had a really, really nice gra- uh, grab. Um, it would have led to a punt, but he somehow scooped it up. And then the next play, they went for it on fourth down. They got a touchdown. So kudos to that guy. Um, for the Bills, your passing leader is Josh Allen, 24 of 45, 239 yards and two touchdowns. Your rushing leader is Devin Singletary, 19 carries, 88 yards and a touchdown. And your receiving leader for the Bills is none other than Stefan Diggs, nine receptions, 81 yards and a touchdown. Bills take it 27 10 over the Jets, and they cover that 16.5-point spread. Crazy how yeah. <laughs> Vegas gets it so close. They really did. They hit the Colts game. I think it was like 15.5 originally. Oh, really? And it was just it was 15, like 15.5. It's crazy. It's crazy. Very, very suspicious. <laughs> Anyways, um, next game, NFC South, Tampa Bay putting the hurt on Carolina. 41-17 victory there. Tampa finishes 13-4, and Carolina 5-12. and I believe Tampa's the two-seed right now. I think. I think that's right. I think so. Um, Gronk hit like a big mile, like incentive. He's getting a million dollars coming his way. Brady's the passing yards leader, and I think he set the the team uh, touchdown single season touchdown record, which is crazy at his age. Unbelievable. I'm Wait like, for the team or for the? Season? I think se- single season for the team. Oh, okay. but but he's also the passing. I think passing touchdowns and yards leader as well it, of the league of the entire. Oh, league like this year. This year. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, I think he is. I think that's fair. Yeah, I think he's over five thousand yards passing too. I is think. he really? I think he. Did that's actually insane. If he, he was in forty nine hundred, I mean, he, the, dude, the dude's a hundred and he looks as good as any other quarterback. Yeah. So no, good on him. Good on him. Uh, scoring drives for this game. It's getting hot in here. Holy shit. It is getting hot in here. I don't man. like it. Um, <laughs> scoring drives for this game. Sam Darnold opens up with a uh, touchdown to Chuba Hubbard for a two-yard touchdown strike, 7 nothing lead. Second quarter, Ryan suck up for the Bucks. 39-yard field goal is good, 7-3 to three. Uh, there. And then Brady hits Le'Veon Bell for a one-yard touchdown reset, uh, touchdown pass, 10-7 lead. I believe Le'Veon Bell is his 90th different person to catch a, t- a touchdown pass from Brady. I seen that stat pop up. It's pretty crazy. Uh, for the Bucks uh, in the second half, third quarter, Keyshawn Vaughn up the middle for two yards, seventeen seven lead. And then uh, the uh, the Panthers, their kicker Hajarul <laughs> Hau. Yo, can Hajarul you say Hau. that like four more times? I don't even know if I can do that again. <laughs> Hajarul Hau, uh makes a field goal, ten to seventeen, and then uh, Brady hits Mike Evans for a three yard touchdown, twenty four to ten. Fourth quarter, Sam Darnold hits Robbie Anderson for a 19-yard touchdown, 17-24, and then it's all bucks after that. Brady hits Mike Evans for a 20-yarder, and then a uh, a field goal from Ryan Suckup, 40 yards, and then Scotty Miller off the right end for 33 yards. Touchdown, 41-17, your final score. What do we got on stats for this game? Uh, Your stats for the day. Stallings, I'm trying to buy some Bills gear. All right, your passing leader for the Panthers, uh, Sam Darnold, 29 of 42, 219 yards, two touchdowns and one INT. Your rushing leader is Chubba Hubbard, nine carries for 48 yards. Um, And your receiving leader is DJ Moore, seven receptions for 87 yards. On the other hand, Tom Young Brady, 29 of 37, 326 yards and three touchdowns for the Buccaneers. Uh, your rushing leader is Scotty Miller, two carries for 43 yards and a touchdown. And your receiving leader is Rob 
Gronkowski, seven receptions for 137 yards. And the Buccaneers wallop uh, the Panthers, which was actually a pretty close game to that fourth quarter. But Yeah, it really opened up. I was like, wow, this is actually not bad. And then I, I, I just seen the final score. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, sounds about right. Uh, next up, NFC West matchup. The Seattle Seahawks winning their final game of the season on the road, uh, thirty-eight to thirty over the Arizona Cardinals. Seattle finishes seven and ten. Arizona finishes eleven and six. This uh, victory for Seattle punched the uh, NFC gave the Rams the NFC West championship, but uh, a pretty damn good showing here uh, for for Seattle. Just finishing off strong. I can't. Arizona collapsed epically. I know they're getting JJ Watt back for the postseason. I believe. Mm-hmm. They activate, activate him off IR. They're supposed to get D-Hop, I think, at some point if they make it to the divisional round or conference championship. But okay. at this point, I don't know if this is going to happen. So we uh, we shall certainly see. Uh, regardless, yeah, we're just going to jump jump into it. You're scoring. Yeah, I don't have – I really don't have much to say about a lot of these games. I was pretty tapped out after the Colts won. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Arizona going to the, the postseason extra cold. Uh, scoring drives for this game opens up with a Arizona Cardinals fumble recovery against the Seattle Seahawks, go up 7 nothing, and then Russell Wilson is Tyler Lockett for a 43-yard touchdown, tied at 7. Uh, final points of the first quarter, Matt Prater hits a 41-yard field goal, 10-7 to lead, and uh, second quarter, Russell Wilson hits Tyler Lockett for a 5-yard touchdown, 14-10, and then a Jason Myers 38-yard field goal, 17-10 lead for the Seattle. Third quarter, Kyler Murray short left to uh, James Conner for a 20-yard touchdown, Tied at 17. Then James Conner up the middle for a one-yard. 24-17 lead. Seattle answers back with a Russell Wilson to Freddie Swain touchdown. 25 yards. Tied at 24. Fourth quarter. Russell Wilson scrambles after the left tackle for a four-yard touchdown rush. 31-24. Arizona scores. Matt Prater, 30-yard field goal is good. 27-31. A Rashad Penny, 62-yard touchdown rush. 38-27. And uh, final points, field goal. Matt Prater, 36-yard field goal is good, 38-30 is your final score. What do we got on the stats for this one? Uh, your stats. Let's start with the Seahawks. Russell Wilson, your passing leader, 15-26, 238 yards, three touchdowns, one INT. Um, your rushing leader is Rashad Penny. Wow, I have a day. 23 carries for 190 yards. He really turned it up at the end of the year. a touchdown. He really did. And it's like, wow, where, where were you the last couple of years? <laughs> Uh, and your receiving leader is Tyler Lockett, five receptions for 98 yards and two touchdowns. For the Cardinals, uh, your passing leader is Kyler Murray, 28 of 39, 240 yards and a touchdown. Your rushing leader is James Conner, 15 rushes for 52 yards and a touchdown. And your receiving leader is Zach Ertz, seven receptions for 84 yards. And there you have it. The Seahawks finished their abysmal year on some wins, and the Cardinals started off hot and finished with a couple L's. Uh, but they are headed to the postseason, nonetheless. All right. Next, two more. Oh, three more games, technically. Uh, the Dolphins getting the win over the Patriots. Pretty much, key, well, that, that victory uh, literally gave the Bills. Yeah, they were going to win it regardless. Whether, you know, whether as long as Buffalo won, they won the AFC East. Mm-hmm. That was... Um, but the, the Dolphins winning made it easier. They 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 had no pressure, at right. least from the Bills' standpoint. It, well, yeah, yeah. It definitely. It was easy. Um, yeah, Miami swept the Patriots this year, which is pretty good. New England is heading to the postseason. You know, not a good way to kind of go in cold. But, um, but uh, yeah, so big win for Miami. There's a lot of co- talk this, this morning. I've seen that uh, Brian Flores might be on the hot seat. 
Really? Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that either. I feel like I that's really, really dumb. Don't like that at all. I think that's dumb. I think they literally missed the postseason by one game. By one game, and they're a team that a slow start. Two they shouldn't even be season. in it. Like right. their team, their roster isn't good. Right. I mean, they, a couple of years ago, everyone kind of jumped ship. There, there a couple of their best defensive players left. I mean, Tua is not really good to me. Like that's not a guy you win a Super Bowl with, right? Yeah. Like, do you? Like, what's your opinion on that? I like Tua a lot. He's, I mean, he's played pretty good. I mean, he had some bad mistakes against Tennessee last week. I don't think two is as bad as people like to, to give him, but I think he's just a game manager. Like, he reminds me so much of EJ Manuel, where he can run if you need him to. He's got some accuracy, but he's got no arm strength and right. he can't, like, he can't just carry you to wins. Um, that's, that's my opinion. I don't think he's a, a guy you win a Super Bowl with, but either way, he's not horrible. But the fact that they're nine and eight with him, I think that that's I think I think the reason they're nine they and eight is the coaching. Team last year too, and I think that's coaching. Yeah, like I think that's got to be coaching. I mean, they got off to a really slow start, and that 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 definitely hurts. They had a lot of injuries, little mm-hmm. some changes. So yeah, we'll, we'll definitely see. I, I but I think firing Brian Flores is a terrible terrible. I, I don't think that's a good move either. No. Um, and usually I'm all about firing coaches and here I am defending a third coach today. Usually I'm always like, Hey, if they don't make just it, get, get rid of them. Right? Yeah. But I just think there's a lot of good coaches that don't deserve that. Um, I mean, Vic Fangio deserved it, but <laughs> yeah, oh, uh, there's no, <laughs> I think he's good at his job as a defensive coordinator, not as a coach. Right. So. I feel you. Um, but yeah, so the Patriots are onto the, uh, onto the postseason. They are again. Well, we don't know yet until the, until Raiders and, Raiders and uh, Chargers play, but um, but yeah, Miami gets the win. Scoring drives for this game. Tua Tungo Viola hits Jalen Waddle for a seven yard touchdown, seven nothing lead. A pick six against Mac Jones. I think that was uh, yeah Xavier Howard taking to the house fourteen nothing lead, and then um, Jason Sanders thirty yard field goal is good seventeen nothing lead there. So um, second quarter. Brandon Bolden, left guard for 15 yards, 7 to 17. And third quarter, a field goal from Nick Folk, 43 yard field goal is good, 10 to 17. Uh, Duke, is that Duke? It's, yeah. Duke Johnson off the right end for a one yard touchdown, 24 10. And Jason Sanders, 49 yard field goal, puts him up 27 to 10. Fourth quarter, Mac Jones hits Bolden for an 18 yard touchdown, 17 27. They get a little bit closer. Damian Harris. Uh, right. That's Damien. Yeah, that's Damien. Uh, off the off the right guard for a one yard touchdown, twenty seven twenty four, and uh, there was obviously something else happened. We don't have the thirty three points, but yes, <laughs> good old NFL <laughs> app. Thank you for let, never let me down. Uh, are you talking about the last the last score there? Yeah, yeah. It was like as time expired, uh, they got a fumble recovery in the end zone. They were probably trying to do like a Hail Mary thing, maybe or something, and. Like they fumbled it and the Dolphins got it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Uh, what do we got on stats for this game? For your New England Patriots, your passing leaders, Mac Daddy Jones, 20 of 30, 261 yards, one touchdown, one INT. Your rushing leader is Brandon Bolden, seven carries for 46 yards and a touchdown. And your receiving leader is Hunter Henry, five receptions for 86 yards. For the Dolphins, your passing leader is Tua Tagovailoa. 15 and 22, 109 yards and a touchdown. Your rushing leader is Duke Johnson, 25 rushes for 117 yards and a touchdown. 
And then your receiving leader is Durham Smythe. Two receptions for 32 yards. And that is your stats on that game. All right. Up next, NFC West matchup. Or NFC South, excuse me. Uh, pretty meaningless game. New Orleans is bumped out of the postseason with the San Francisco win. But New Orleans finishes the season 9-8 and eight, uh, with a 30-20 to 20 victory over the Atlanta Falcons. So I, I guess pretty good on them for finishing with a winning season. That's, that's pretty remarkable. You lost Drew Brees. No Michael Thomas at all this year. Everything that's going to happen. Winston, too. Jameis Winston, and he still finished up as, as well as he did. So kudos to them. But, um, yeah, unfortunately, no postseason for the New Orleans Saints. I think Taysom Hill got injured early. It's another uh, Aaron Rodgers. Possibly. I, don't, I really don't know who's <laughs> got to be able to afford I just That's like my – that's my. I'm, like, hyper fixated on where this guy is going. I, just I was all done. last year, and then he let me down. Really? So I'm just – You like, thought he was going to – oh, yeah, cause, but then he came back. I was hoping he was going to get traded. I, I think it, I just think there's no way he goes back. So when I think of teams, I think of the the Bears, and I think of the I don't. The I really don't know because Boomer Esiason tried to say that so there was some fake news report that if they made it to the Super Bowl, Aaron Rodgers was going to sit sit out. I was like, how stupid are you? And Rodgers called him out on Twitter, and all the quarterback room just started ripping on Esiason. It was just goofy shit. But um. But yeah, I, Rogers is—he's uh, an enigma. That's that's for sure. But uh, yeah, not not too much to talk about with this game. A uh, apparently Matt Ryan—they're going to bring back Matt Ryan next year. Arthur Smith wants him in this offense, so that's that's not to, up for debate. But yeah, Saints went thirty to twenty. Scoring drives for this game: Taysom Hill, it's uh, Troutman for an eighteen-yard touchdown, seven nothing lead. Young Way Koo, it's a 48-yard field goal for the Falcons to put them on the board, 7-3. Uh, second quarter, Young Way Koo, it's a 54-yard field goal, 7-6. Uh, then Simeon hits Traquan Smith for a 13-yard touchdown. 14-6 um, to lead there. Mayher, it's a 37-yard field goal, 17-6. And Trevor Simeon hits Juwan Johnson for a 5-yard touchdown, 24-6 at halftime. Third quarter, uh, Quadre Olson, Niagara Falls zone. Quadre Olson, really? off the, yeah, off right. the right guard for a 19-yard touchdown, 24-13. And then uh, some more points for the Saints. 27-yard field goal from Maher, 27-13. Then another field goal in the fourth quarter from 33 yards away, 30-13. Final points, uh, Matt Ryan hits Russell Gage for a uh, touchdown, 30-20, to your final score. What are the stats on this one? Your stats for the New Orleans Saints, your passing leader is Taysom Hill. 7 of 9, 107 yards and a touchdown. Your rushing leader is Alvin Kamara. 30 carries, 146 yards. And then uh, your receiving leader is Traquan Smith. 5 receptions for 76 yards and a touchdown. For the Falcons, your passing leader is Matty Ice Ryan. 20 of 33, 216 yards, a touchdown, and INT. Um, your rushing leader is Mike Davis, six rushes for 30 yards, and your receiving leader is Russell Gage, nine receptions, 126 yards, and a touchdown. All right, there it is. And next up, Sunday Night Football, the Raiders and the Chargers. And I am Andrew Lenz, your host of Friday NFL History. And during the offseason, I believe still probably Monday's What Ifs. And I'm going to give you the roundup for... The Sunday night game of the Los Angeles Chargers versus the Las Vegas Raiders. So going into this game, very interesting. Uh, both teams just pretty much had a kneel, and they're both in the playoffs. 
So that's something to bring into. Uh, either one of the teams lose. That means the Steelers pop in. They both tie. The Steelers are out. So here we go. Here's your rundown. The first quarter, we got a 24-yard field goal by Daniel Carlson. And also then in the first quarter, we have a 12-yard touchdown from Derek Carr to Hunter Renfro to make the score 10 nothing. And then in the second quarter, we have Austin Eckler with a 14-yard run to make it 10-7. Still Raiders, another 14 or I'm sorry, 14 yard pass to Austin Eckler from Justin Herbert to make it 14 10. Chargers, then Josh Jacobs in the second quarter also strikes back with one yard touchdown run, making it 14 to I'm sorry, 17 to 14. Raiders, third quarter, only one score that was a 31 yard field goal from Daniel Carlson making it 20 to 14 Raiders. Then a two yard touchdown pass from Derek Carr to Hunter Renfro with a failed two point conversion makes it 20, 26 to 14 Raiders. Daniel Carlson comes back on in the fourth quarter there. Hits a 52 yard field goal making it 29 14 Raiders. Then the Chargers answer back with a 23 yard touchdown pass from Justin Herbert to Joshua Palmer and a completed two point conversion making it 29 22 still Raiders with and then striking back once again we have Mike Williams Mike Williams with 12 yard touchdown pass from Justin Herbert making it 29 29 going into overtime so you probably think what are they gonna do they can do we really want to keep on playing in overtime or what's going on but that's something you got to kind of look at do they want to waste it but don't worry because the Raiders were in it to win it and so were the Chargers because Daniel Carlson in overtime with a 40 yard field goal making it 32 29 Raiders but that's not the end of the game Chargers get the ball back and then Dustin Hopkins with a 41 yard field goal making it 32 32 and the game is still going on because once again it cannot games can't really end on field goals in overtime so the Raiders get another chance and here we go do they just kneel on it what are they gonna do but nope they say we're not gonna go to Kansas City we don't want to do that and we're gonna we're gonna play to win so at the end of the game to win it Daniel Carlson with a 47 yard field goal to win it and the Raiders win it 35 32 and overtime your passing leader is passing leader for the Chargers Justin Herbert going 34 of 64 for 383 yards, three touchdowns, and an INT. Passing leader for the Raiders is Derek Carr going 20 for 36 with 186 yard passing and two touchdowns. Your rushing leader for the Chargers is Austin Eckler with 16 carries, rushing for 64 yards and a touchdown. Rushing leader for the Raiders is Josh Jacobs with 26 carries for 132 yards and a touchdown. Receiving leader for the Los Angeles Chargers is Mike Williams, having nine receptions for 119 yards and a touchdown. And your receiving leader for the Raiders is Brian Edwards with four catches for 63 yards. So there it is. There is the game. Uh, Steelers obviously make it in. Chargers are out. And I will give you your AFC playoff pitcher. So we have in the number one seed and getting a 
first round bye is the Tennessee Knight Titans finishing the season at 12 and 5. In the two seed is the Kansas City Chiefs finishing off the season at 12 and 5. And the third seed is the Buffalo Bills winning finishing the season at 11 and 6. And the fourth seed is the Cincinnati Bengals finishing the season at 10 and seven. So there are your division winners and your wild cards are in the fifth seed, the Las Vegas Raiders finishing the season at 10 and seven. The sixth seed, the New England Patriots are finishing the season at 10 and seven. And then the Pittsburgh Steelers in the seventh seed finishing the season at nine, seven, and one. For the NFC, we have the number one seed, the Green Bay Packers, earning a first round bye, finishing the season off at 13 and four. The two seed is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, finishing the season at 13 and four. The three seed is the Dallas Cowboys, finishing the season at 12 and five. Four seed is the Los Angeles Rams, finishing the season at 12 and five. Fifth seed is the Arizona Cardinals, finishing off the season at 11 and 6. Sixth seed is the San Francisco 49ers finishing the season at 10 and 7. And and the seventh seed is the Philadelphia Eagles finishing off the season at 9 and 8. This is how the wild card round games will be on TV. So on Saturday, January 15th, we have the Raiders versus the Bengals coming to you at 4.35 p.m. Eastern on NBC. And then after that, we have the Patriots versus this is the Bills coming to you at 8.15 p.m. Eastern on CBS. Sunday's games are the Eagles versus the Buccaneers coming to you at 1.05 p.m. Eastern time on Fox. And then after that, we have the 49ers versus the Cowboys at 4.40 p.m. Eastern on CBS and Nickelodeon if you want to check it out. And also on the Sunday, last game on Sunday is the Steelers versus the Chiefs at 8. 15 p.m. on NBC. And we also have some Monday night playoff action as the five in the final wild card round game. It's the Cardinals versus the Rams at 8.15 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. So that is the end of your roundup. I'm Andrew Lenz, and on the behalf of the rest of the two-point conversation team, the two-point conversation is good.